All right. Let's get into this. Ready? What's the name of this podcast? Uh, yeah. Welcome to the Get Books Chat Shit Podcast. This is a mini-series from the hosts of the Four Point Hit Podcast and the Draw No Bet Podcast. We are doing a book review um, to try and buy the time until we can maybe talk about Real Footy again. I'm here with Nolan and Ryan. Guys, you're here. How's it going? It's nice to see your smiling faces, except Hello. for Ryan, who doesn't have a webcam. But or a Nolan, smiling it's gone like, I've gone, I don't know, two months since I've heard your voice. I was talking to you every week. I knew what was going on in your life. Not anymore, man. How's life? It's good. It's okay. How, how are you holding up with your huge beard that you've been growing? Have, when was the last time that you shaved? Um, Easy eight weeks. Or no, wait. Yeah, eight weeks. That's just I, I had a beard oh going into God. quarantine. And yeah, haven't touched it in, in six weeks straight. So I, I, I did I, shave my head. Yeah, no shit. That's, that's, <laughs> that's obvious. I've got a little skinhead look going on here, right here. But uh. This is great audio content, for sure. If 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 <laughs> look at him, look true. at this, look at that. <laughs> Holy shit! James has twelve fingers. If I, if I saw you walking down the street, I would I would definitely cross the street. You're that scary, and not the fact that it's you know the coronavirus and stuff Aww. like that. Yeah, man, I'm getting some different different looks in public with this with my current. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to clean it up before I go back to the office for sure. How are you out in public? Come on. Yeah, I know. You're not going not, back to any office for a long fucking time. Probably not. All right. So, what have you guys been up to in your quarantine time? Anything of any interest? No, you should go first, maybe. Oh, man, I've been doing very productive things. I've been learning German. I've been just writing poetry, been doing all that kind of uh, stuff. Learning German poetry. Just J.K. I've been playing a copious amount of video games. Yeah, yeah. That's all I've yeah, been that, doing. That's, Gaining oh, weight, okay. playing video games. Have you found anything to gamble on? No, absolutely not. Except for my time getting sucked into Total War, Warhammer Two. Yes! Like, that's basically it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what about you, Ryan? I uh, yeah. I mean, I I guess this is going on the internet, so I won't admit to all of the marijuana that I'm not smoking. Um, yeah, that's a good call. That I don't have a medicinal marijuana card, and I, college me would not be jealous about nearly forty-year-old me and how much drugs I'm not doing. So if that wasn't happening, I'm just reading a lot of books. That's good. That's good. And you, um, you never went to college. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to two colleges. I didn't go to UW Madison. I didn't go to U of A, and I didn't party a lot. And I uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Are we still? I wish Is this I would, opposite I, day? I wish I would have graduated. Yeah, we did it. So speaking of uh, of schooling, 
I do have a question for you guys. When was the last time you took this amount of notes on a book? Never. Because I think it's been a good never. 10 years since I, I've done No, I didn't want to let you guys like down. I have 12 pages of notes. I've never fucking done that. High school was a breeze. I could remember anything. Went to college after two years too hard, and I stopped caring. So for two years, I tried to take notes. I've never taken this good of notes. Who would have thought the that weed that was that the, the, the magic recipe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> marijuana. Yeah. Also, also, Ryan, you took all these notes for this podcast, but like, didn't the initial ones? You didn't take any mind of the podcast format, so it was unnecessary work. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's because <laughs> we got like. So he sent us like a book report for each chapter. <laughs> so that's just made made me laugh. All right, um, let's get into this. So the book that we chose to read for this first edition of um, the Get Books Chat Shit Podcast was The Club: How the English Premier League Became the Wildest, Richest, Most Disruptive Force in Sports. By Joshua Robinson and Jonathan Clegg. Long title. Um, just re- reading off the back, it is, this is a sports and business tale of how money, ambition, and 25 <laughs> years of drama remade an archaic institution into a 21st century entertainment empire. No one knew it when their experiment, experiment began, but without any practical genius or acumen, the motley cast of billionaires and hucksters be- behind the modern Premier League struck gold. James. So the good yeah. news is that no one's going to be listening to this podcast at all, because... Now it's just us talking about this thing. James, can you just read the entire book? You have a great, <laughs> great speaking voice. Oh, yeah. This is what is that stuff on YouTube that, um, is it ASMR, ASMR or something ASMR. like that? Ryan, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where people listen to like <laughs> sand crunching yeah. and <laughs> yeah. ear shit. That's, that's what I'm going, that's the goal for this podcast so, is to get into so that. So the thing, when I had sleeping problems, I would listen to that. And Tim at the time was like, dude, that's weird. I'm like, it's not weird. It's supposed to help you sleep. And I started researching it. It's really fucking weird. It's, oh, it's like, real weird. it's yeah. like foot fucking people weird. So yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> it's kind of exactly what I thought of, Ryan, man, we should be friends. So, um, yeah. So, so what, what'd you guys think of the book? It was foot fucking people weird is what I thought. Uh, sorry, that's not true. Nolan, please. <laughs> All right, he's already crying. Sorry. Uh, I was just, I, I was just thinking, like that is the quintessential, like someone that smokes weed. Just like you, just listen to people crunching sand, man. Like that's, that's the way to do it. Um, it's like, no, there's like hour long YouTube videos of people is. smacking their lips and shit. It's weird. Yeah, yeah don't. The, oh. They have little like uh, ear uh, kind of things that pick up on the sounds that you're inner ears would pick up on it uh yeah there's a lot going on there anyways we should probably move on to this unless you guys want to talk about that for an hour fuck i miss I, you I guys i really don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just so stupid these conversations are um uh the the book i, I like the book it was um a, a lot of the times it's it, it was a lot of the stuff that we kind of already knew what 70 percent of Eighty yeah. percent of yeah. de- depending yeah. on the chapters and stuff like that. So it is. It's a good, you know, um, kind of refresher into the Premier League and and kind of why and the areas that we got into it and like the time frames that we got into it. And then there's like cool facts from the '90s that we just weren't a part of, and you know how it got so big. So I I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, most stat heavy chapters weren't too hard to get through they there was uh a lot of little smile on your face you know soliloquies that the author brought in throughout the whole time so i didn't 
feel like it was uh, too bad. And then, yeah, there was a lot of, oh, I feel like I'm part of a revolution sort of reading throughout the first quarter to third of a book. So, yeah, it was kind of nice. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty, I enjoyed most of it. I think I, I kind of lost interest towards like the back half. So the book goes through chronologically from like the 1980s up until what, 2018 is the last time they talk about. It. So like the 2013 to 2018 stuff um, was really uh, Man City and Liverpool heavy. And it's stuff that I was, it's recent memory for me. So I kind of lost interest in that. But the early stuff, I agree. Like the first half of this book, I, I loved it. And I, yeah. I, I finished almost half of it in one sitting so let's, it's, it's, let's it was also really cool. add in the man united heavy part so that way this podcast yeah. is only like 11 12 minutes long so i kind of wanted yeah. more i wanted more of that the the 90s and sir alex ferguson i i thought they kind of yeah. brushed over it a little bit too fast and some of the things that they kind of like dove into a little bit more was you know the man city um kind of empire that yeah. cr- got created in the last 10 years and and james like what you said is just like ah well we that's kind of recency knowledge so we kind of know that but i i think it's marketed as a book for americans that are just getting into the premier league recently right, yeah. or and and so it's like a good education of just like you know how the big topics of the last 30 years which i thought it did a pretty good job with yeah me too me too all right so um i have the best review that I could find online and the worst review that I could find <laughs> online. I'm pretty excited for the worst review, but I'll, I'll start with the best one. So fucking Benjamin, this guy, Benjamin, I, I'm not a big fan of Benjamin, but I picked him for the best review. So Holy Benjamin shit. says, we're going to get fined already for like <laughs> is, libel, is his... slander, defamation, a character. Here comes James. Sorry, Benjamin. Sorry, James. Go ahead. Uh, you might hate Benjamin. Just wait. You'll hate Benjamin too. Benjamin says, love this book. I got tired of being abroad during the World Cup and not being able to engage in intelligent conversation about soccer. So last fall, I chose a team. Parentheses. Liverpool was a natural choice because of its connection to two other of my loves and lo- the loves of my life, the Beatles and the Red Sox. This review was posted on January 27th, 2019. So this fucker is trying to say that he chose Liverpool just because he's a Red Sox and a Beatles fan? That's cool. Not that they're the best team in the world? Suspect. Benjamin is suspect. Anyway, I continue. Um, while the business aspect of the rise of the Premier League was interesting, this book was terrific for newcomers to the sport like me to learn about the history of the league over the past few decades, including owners, managers, players, yep. and how it all works. Yep. I imagine longtime football fans would also enjoy reading some of the inside stories and behind-the-scenes the looks. So, yeah. exactly what we said. So, Benjamin, I can see his, like, IPA muffin top coming out of his too tight skinny jeans with wow. a shitty mustache or something. Well, I thought, I thought, I thought I we were to take it back to is shaming. that he admitted to wanting to be abroad. So is he saying that he transitioned from male to female while he was reading the book? Is that what you mean? Is that why you don't like him? <laughs> that was a weird statement. statement. Yeah, that was that was odd. You took abroad to be abroad. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sidestep that one, Ryan. No, I'm I'm just. <laughs> My, I, my issue with I think is that's the Liverpool that's how you read it. That's how I heard it too. Yeah, maybe it's just the oh, way that you read it. Now you got to sidestep twice, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Um, worst review. This this is uh, there's my like no punctuation. Of Benjamin is the worst review. Moving on. Sorry. No, th- there's like no punctuation in this, so um, <laughs> it might be it's a little it's a little weird for me to read, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Read it that uh, way. My, Mike. This guy's a hoot. Okay, Mike says. So shame on me for hoping to enjoy a sports book by Wall Street Journal writers. As expected, they're racist as fuck, somehow coming to the conclusion that hedge fund billionaire money is hard freaking earned and or so, 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 so deserved 
but oil money is a scourge upon the world and everything that is good and fair. Those are uh, capitalized. Which, fuck them. I'm most bothered by the footnoted and cited insistence that Man City fans would be the <laughs> would by the grace of their Ian Curtis, blessed God, rather be miserable and the joke club of England than being coached by perfection incarnate Pep Guardiola and winning with style unimaginable on that joy despising island. Jesus Christ, that got dark <laughs> fast. Yeah, it was a one star review. That just cracked my shit up though. So I I very much enjoyed that. I. Th- I thought that was going to be happy-go-lucky. Oh, this guy is kind of crazy. By the way, you're probably going to have to bleat out his last name. Um, and then, yeah, that went insane. I, I, I didn't I didn't find the book very political. No? At, at all. Is that just I didn't me? either. I, it's just kind of like, I mean, there are a lot of billionaires involved. And it was sort of like... This happened, and then this billionaire came in and then bought the rights, and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it's like, it's kind of a matter of fact rather than very opinionated. Yeah. Here's a so. clever anecdote about how this billionaire got all his billions. It's Which weird that there is a, a review that's very um, political about a book that isn't. Yeah, I think we I should think keep it... talking about him. Um, like,. Did he come into the book really ramped up with these feelings, or was he simultaneously reading his cell phone and getting politically amped up? Like, what happened to him? I would say well, 100% I mean, the case, yes. The the complete lack of politics in this book could also be interpreted as a political statement itself, oh, but I'm shit. not going to give that that guy this much credit. So, oh, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> fucking do it. Well, one, one thing, means, but... James, about the review, <laughs> you know that... Um, Christopher Walken, as soon as he gets a script, he has one of a person from his staff remove all of the punctuation, and then he reads it without any of the punctuation in there. So (laughs) I'm not I'm not saying that it is Christopher Walken that wrote this review, but it 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 might be. (laughs) What's that called in writing? He's it's (laughs) Mike's writing name. (laughs) All right. So on this podcast, we are going to have we have categories and awards, and we are each going to throw out our suggestions for the award um but we are going to start with a classic four-point hit favorite of ours um bang mary kill so who wants to go first we are doing the bang mary kill of the prologue of this book which is the epl owners meeting in 2017 to discuss the next tv deal so it's our first look into who these owners are so um nolan let's let's start with you i i couldn't i couldn't participate in this category i know it's our first category but (laughs) it's so just to give my feelings about like the first part of this book, it's all about how the TV rights were divvied up and the prologue is just like a meeting of all of the owners. And <laughs> I don't know, under a the circumstances scenario for a ironic and sarcastic kill. I know, I know under the circumstances of, of the situation is just like, I, I do not feel like talking or hearing about these goddamn billionaires right now. So it's like, I wanted to avoid oh, that's that why, section. That's oh, why we're going to okay. kill him. Got him. Okay. So, so he's okay. saying he, he went past the prologue. That's fine. Prologue is not required reading. Anyone that went to school knows that it's one of the first rules of school. Yeah. So, uh, sure. if it's, is, excuse me. Is this in the syllabus? It's not. Yeah. Okay. Well then I'm not going to do yeah, it. Yeah. Guess what? I know that big fancy word. Cause I don't read the prologue. All right. Moving on. All right, Ryan. You did it, right? Did you follow up oh, on the homework you, assignment? You know I did, but uh, I follow the acronym with different letters first. So what's your first letter? It doesn't matter. You just just give me your. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
Harry, David Gold of West Ham. Reason being, uh, well, he and uh, also the other owner made their fortune in uh, pornography and dildos. I like how they really signal out dildos. So pornography, I, uh, dildos also. So that would seem like a fun family life. So I'm going to marry David Gold, owner of West Ham. Like he didn't sell anything other than that. Yeah, no, just dildos <laughs> and magazines. You want anything else? Cock rings? Go down the block, Johnny. We don't got that shit here. Okay, so okay. that's... <laughs> okay. Um, I will... All right, I have the same, at least, organization, but that's my fuck. So, um, or my bang, I should say. So, Baroness Brady of Knightsbridge, Karen Brady... So the West Ham vice chairman, um, her owner, David Gold, all the money from porno mags and dildos, as you just said. Um, but this this chick, she's been married to two of her own players twice and twice sold them to rival clubs, which is a whole insane amount of alpha that I'm just I'm into. Um, she, she definitely probably has like a pleasure room type situation. Uh, you know, I think she uh, could she could push my ba- my boundaries. Safe words were definitely going to be involved in this. Um, but she's way too type A and too successful to keep me around. So I'm just going to have – that's my one-night stand. Be a little a little kinky with the, you know some sex toys and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. you go next, Ryan. Some some people are smelling each other's fingers, you know, like the next morning. It's just going to be bad. How many notes did you guys take? Jesus. Oh, apparently more than I didn't want to do this category. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All right. So I said Mary. I'm going with Bang. Uh, bang next would be uh, Mr. Tony Bloom of uh, Bright. Reason being, he's uh, kind of a dipshit, but a poker savant and a professional gambler. Ding! Oh yeah, those are those are hitting all you, my buttons. You just you just bang that all night long, and then you got to get the fuck out of Vegas. So Tony Bloom, we don't got to tell each other's anythings. Let's go. Okay, I, I like I like where your head's at, but um, obviously I'm I'm marrying Tony Bloom here. Um, I can get over him sure. owning Brighton. That's that. That's not a big deal for me. Uh, what I really liked about the description of him was that on his way into the meeting, he was briefly waylaid by a detour into a yeah. hotel restaurant to peruse or peruse their selection of cakes. So this is like a huge meeting, and the dude's like, "Ah, oh, you know what? I'm going to bring a cake into this meeting. I don't eat and work meetings, but if someone were to do that and show up and like a billion dollar discuss billions of dollars, it just screams uh, big dick energy to me. So I'm I'm definitely marrying the uh, degenerate gambler Tony Bloom. Sure. All right, that's that's fair. I, I mean, we're flip flopping. We're gonna be at each other's parties. We can play the little uh, keys oh, yeah. in the in the fishbowl game, anyways. So that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I think the owner of a dildo empire has big dick energy. In yeah, the room. and he's friends with the poker savant and professional gambler that happens to also own a, a fo- footy club. I don't know, man. Dildo manufacturer does not scream big dick energy. No. It screams like he's uh, <laughs> trying to compensate for something like in the most possible way. I bet he has balls on the back of his lifted F450. <laughs> Maybe he, right, right. he, he comes, see that to, in he all comes the time. to like bedroom business engagements clutching two dildos. Like the lady that's <laughs> or man, I don't know, that's coming into that knows what's happening. Uh, anywho, yeah, so uh, <laughs> is there is there too much dildo talk or not enough dildo talk? <laughs> I don't know. 10. Every don't single chapter. So what do you guys think about chapter nine? Not enough dildos. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Who are you killing? Chapter ten. Not um, all right. So killing. Uh, oh, this was a. I edited this at the last minute. Uh, Levy of Tottenham. 
Hey, me too. Hey, we should be friends. Easy, uh, easy. Just an absolute fucking prick. The whole book is just this joyous thing about how all these rich guys go against the grain against the other rich guys and all this shit and then they're like oh by the way this fucking prick that picked up Tottenham for like a pound is just an absolute cunt when he's on the business field and just, uh yeah no I hated every single mention of him kill him every time yeah you you went way more in depth than mine I, as soon as I saw his name and associated it with Spurs it was, it was <laughs> game over for him Okay. Okay. I like that, Brian. I think I think we did that well. Nolan, um, you get a, a fail for the first category, but you want you want to take us into the next one. So, uh, we're also going to do the most slot on and the least slot on like character. So, who has the most slot on energy and who has the the least amount of slot on energy? Also, so, real quick, Nolan, if I could interject, we need to rename least slot on, but for now, it's awesome. It's great for like a first podcast, right? But then, who's I was I'm toying around with like the backpedaling Odomendi award so something like that just an a, a, impending disaster or something i don't know we'll figure it out hugo Lloris's waffle hands for just, you know <laughs> the slippery gerard uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah. uh guys first of all fantastic work on that first category that i did just <laughs> flat out did not participate with that's cool um man. so it you know again it goes through the entire history of the the epl for the past like 30 years I mean, most Zlatan, it has to be Cantonau. It has to be Cantonau. He was he was the first one. I mean, there's other you know big divas in the past, but like Cantonau was way cooler than Zlatan, and and he's way weirder too. And and every every chapter, every sentence about him, I just love. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a really good one. Uh, it's, that's not mine, but. Uh... That's in the running for sure. What about you, Ryan? Uh, yeah, no, I really just want I. So through listening to the book and reading the book, I feel like I either read or listened to this twice. So I'm like, oh, I am super prepared for this. And then I sat at this this question for like twenty odd minutes. I was like, ah, fuck it, Zlatan, you know, kind of big dick energy. Let's go with fake big dick energy. So I put the dildo blo- uh, brothers again from West Ham <laughs> in 2017. Yeah, so. Okay. Um, <laughs> yep. So probably worse than Nolan not wanting to answer the whole first category as me copying one of my answers. But I really felt that that was the best representation of us. Oh, so would be we're, no one's no one's grading this this book report, Ryan. You know you gotta you gotta be true to yourself no, here. And that's why you guys know I like a a good fake dick joke. So uh, here we are. Who it's, doesn't? Honestly, come on. It's that's... it's a book about fake dicks in my eyes. So anyways, <laughs> let's move on. All right. Uh, so my Zlatan character, um, one of the fun things about reading this book is, and then having to talk about it is I know I'm going to butcher so many names. But um, my most Zlatan character is Mohamed Al-Fayed, the owner of Fulham Football Club. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this fucking guy. Um, so he's, he is the owner of Harrods, which is like a fancy department store chain in England. Um, he's trying to get British citizenship, and it's failed twice, so he decides to buy Fulham. Fulham. And I have a list of the shit that he does in the a book. A reasonable um, response. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Oh my god. So, first and foremost, he imposed a dress code at his uh, department store, which included no shorts. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm a big fan of. So, uh, second, he would push little blue candies into the hands of rival owners and players and tell them it was Viagra and to take yep. it before the game. Yep, loved it. Love that. Love, Love that. that story. Um, 
he dragged his manager, Mark Hughes, into the middle of the dressing room and asked the team if he should sack him. And yep. when no one answered, he dragged the captain of the team, Daniel Murphy, into the, into the middle of, uh, of the room and asked the team whether they should sack him, too. That's that's just his lot. Going and going, yeah, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> just going but, into like the the boot boys, <laughs> just like the yeah. linesmen. And <laughs> so, but the, my favorite detail about him in this book is that um, when <laughs> when Michael Jackson died in two thousand nine, this guy was so heartbroken that yeah. he commissioned a Michael Jackson statue, and it's still in place outside of Craven Cottage. And when asked about it, he said, if some stupid fans yeah. don't understand and appreciate such a gift this guy gave to the world, talking about Michael Jackson, then they can go to hell. I don't want them to be fans. That did not date, just, date well. No. Yeah, no, 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 it did not. But it's, oh my God. Those Love are in my guy. notes later on, so I'm so happy you did it now. That's so perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely agree. What a fucking nut job that uh, decided to grace themselves upon uh, the i don't there. i don't think that that statue is there anymore but i might be i might be mistaken it's it's weird that this book references both michael jackson and oj simpson yeah, for, for no reasons yeah would you look through the i was one of the first things i did was flipping through this there's the cast of characters and like a, a glossary in the back and i saw the oj simpson reference i'm like what, where is this gonna pop up in premier league history it was but. an it was a throwaway like one sentence of just like this billionaire that owned a club saw him at a party and it was just like right. okay yeah and he introduced him to some nfl owners yeah. which yeah. yeah okay that that was that was good um i think i gotta vote that nolan won that category i think Sure. It has to, it has to be content. It has to be. Like he he be, yeah. he kicked a fan. Like it's yeah, yeah <laughs> jump kicked him and 18 months? I didn't know the suspension was that long until I read yeah. the book. I was like, yeah. that's how you do suspensions other pro sport, sport leagues. No shit. It's that's for the that's like the NFL suspension. dude that knocked his uh, girl or out in the fucking uh, elevator. Yeah, you're suspended for 9,000 days. And you don't get to move, and we base this off of the soccer guy that jump kicked a fan. So we're just nine thousand days. It's weird that you work in those type of denominations. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think three hundred cubed is nine thousand. So I just went with nine thousand. That's sometimes where we go. With those. Oh man. Okay, um, Ryan, you want to start us off with the the least Zlatan character, so the opposite of this level of energy from uh, Cantona. Yeah, my least Zlatan was every single time he was mentioned in the book, I just cringed and wanted to either fast forward through listening to it or just skip the chapter. It was Ken Bates of uh, Chelsea, two thousand and two, three ish. Um, I I. Always hate an owner that mocks youth development. He got out of every single way to pay his players. He was constantly an asshole to every single person in the media. I hate Chelsea. I hate that he bought, you know, Abramovich, and I hate that he brought them, you know, up into power. So Ken Bates, he's my least Laton. Okay. Okay. What about you, Nolan? No, no, you go, James. You go. Okay. Oh. Um. I kind of struggled with this one because it's like a lot of successful people throughout this right. book, obviously. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they're, they're owners, but um, I did, I picked an owner here that is my least lot on. So I'm going with um, the former owner of Aston Villa, uh, Randy Lerner. Aww. So he, he bought the, the club in 2006 and sold it in 2016 um, for a 300 million pound loss. Uh, he basically ran the club like you would expect, like an old school English football fan would have like no belief in analytics or anything. Uh, just very, very old school way of doing things. Um, one of the quotes that he has uh, after he left was, the Premier League cost me my nervous system. 
which I thought was pretty damn good. And then, <laughs> but even quote. still, actually, I have, I have another quote from him that actually, now that I'm reading it, is a very, maybe this is some Zlatan energy here. So um, he says, after he left, it would be very easy to say that the Premier League chewed me up and spat me out. But I like to think that I put my finger down its throat and said, now puke yeah. me up. Well, this is the Marine, right? <laughs> or, the, yeah, he had the yeah, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I th- do you think he's a Who fan? Do you think that's quoting the Who? Like, you know, evil, put your finger down my throat? I think it is. I don't know. I don't know. But I hope I, I hope that I can bring that into um, the vernacular of things yeah. more often. Like, I like to think I put my finger down its throat and said, now puke me up. Oh, yeah. That's coming in. All right, Nolan, who's your least Laton? Least Laton for me is Everton Football Club. Because I don't <laughs> think they were referenced one time in the entire book. Yeah, but one of the, the original Big Five. And, yeah, they, uh, they were in the Premier League all. the whole time. Never never really mentioned at all. Even oh. Aston Villa was, like had a couple that's paragraphs. Dude, yeah. that's so good. That is so good. It's just, they're, they're always just hanging around and man the, the the last 30 years have have not been well to them if if a couple hundred pages of the history of the epl you can't get one mention i think that they they did mention how trashed the stadium is and still is so yeah and that <laughs> even, they, even their mentions yeah they they won the fa cup one year that i was like oh effort that seems like a cool club so all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back with some more categories uh yeah all right, Ryan, do you want to go through your uh, Jose Mourinho award? So that is the villain of the book. Uh, it took me a while, uh, much like a couple other categories. Uh, was like, is there a villain in the book? I mean, it has to just be, it just has to be corporate greed, right? So I put uh, the big five. Uh, so the club, the big five clubs and their greed constantly, Breaking rules everywhere, which clearly the whole book is kind of about. You know, it's it's kind of spun as an endearing tale, the sounds of revolution, things like that. But I think, like, uh, you know, United putting their names on everything and the Chelsea uh, cheating in the transfer window, Man City buying everything and the same kind of deal. I just, uh, again, it's a stretch because I didn't think there were too many bad guys in the book, but... um, if I had to play devil's advocate about greed, it's going to have to be the big five in the book. So, so I, I came up with a very similar answer. Um, it was very tough. Uh, I, I kind of have a, have the owners in general, but I don't really feel good about it. Like everyone is acting in their own self interest, but that's competitive sport and that's business. So it was like hard for me to pick a group and say, "Oh, you went too far when you did this because so and so and so and so." Um, so I am sitting on the fence. But if I had to pick one, it would it has to be Man City. I mean. It's oil money backed on human human rights violations. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> it's the obvious pick. But uh, what about you, Nolan? Well, it's it's weird because the uh, I agree with Ryan a thousand percent because the birth of the modern day EPL is the top twenty teams just basically saying like we want more of the money and not share it with the bottom seventy two teams, and then fast forward thirty years the top six teams are just like, you know what? We don't even want to share it with the bottom uh, 16 teams or, or, or 14 teams in that matter. And we want to do our own thing. So it's just like, it's just compounding greed where it kind of grew successful. And, and that's why, you know, we as Americans enjoy the book and enjoy watching soccer. But 
at the same time, it's just like, well, is is it just going to be Barcelona versus Man City versus Juventus, and like that, right. that like that's all right. the European league that everyone's talking about? So it's like that is the enemy of the book a little bit. But if I would put it to one person, I would say Kroenke because Kroenke was there sure. at the very beginning, and he was, he was a dick, and he's still a dick now with his big old fluffy mustache. And <laughs> yeah, I just uh, you can't look at that guy and say that he's a he's a good dude. So I think he's the bad guy of the book so far because he's throughout it yep. being bad okay all right i'll take that i'm gonna give i'm gonna give ryan the win on that one what do you think yeah definitely one thousand percent well we were all in the same boat there but okay oh also we didn't we didn't score the least slot on category it's got to go back to nolan on that for everton uh sure yeah that was that was fucking stupendous like literally brought up only a few times in the book when they mentioned the big five are blank 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 everton yeah for sure yeah or, no, all right. sorry, um, it's Everton Tottenham. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go with, uh, for the Busquets Awards for the unsung hero of the novel, I'm going to go with um, with Rick Perry, the former head of the Premier League. Um, he was insanely influential in the very start of uh, bringing the EPL together with the TV contracts, which is really where this whole thing kicked off with the insane amount of money. Um, it was hard for me to find a man who was like more single-handedly responsible for the product that we have today. So, uh, yeah, unsung hero, who's also was the CFO of Liverpool, I believe, for a while, too. So, Rick yeah, Perry he's, he's got now, started in the uh, 90s. He's EFL president as well. Yeah. I would say the Busquets Award, which we could just name James Milner Award for, for an Aww. EPL audience, That's fine. I That's guess. That's fine, yeah. Um, for me, is, is, is Bosman. And without Bosman transfers the the league would be so different now and just the fact that you know he and his court case gave players the freedom of movement and i don't think the book touched on it enough i mean there's plenty of books and plenty of literature out there on on his court case and and how it influenced the game but like that should not be uh, underappreciated with you know the player empowerment movement okay Ryan, what do you think on that? Um, mine's off the cuff, but was and I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong, but Zehaviv, the the agent that did the whole uh, Chelsea sale yeah. for Abramovich. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's probably, I mean, clearly it's going to be a bias because I had read a massive article on him before and he only had like two pages in this. So I, I, I figured... That's someone that could probably have his own chapter, but um, again, he's is like the most influential agent before agents became influential agents. So that that would be my pick. Okay, all right. Who won that one? I think I'm leaning Nolan. You again. did, James. Yeah. No, James, you won. Okay, I'll take that. Not me. Getting on the scoreboard. I, uh, I had to think it up in thirty <laughs> seconds. So. All right, let's uh. Let's go into the pulled at half award. So um, this is the this isn't going to end well type type award. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and lead it off. So I think this this was I think a lot about this one, but I think that it's the original customers of English soccer. So I actually had a quote. It's from the the prologue. It's the very how the book begins. Um, let me see if I can find this really fast. So um, 
The result was an increasing tension between the aspirations of one of the world's biggest entertainment businesses and the native fans of English soccer, its original customers, whose identity is deeply intertwined with the product. This business, ultimately embodied by the challenges of globalization, of the push and pull between expansion and identity, and about the uh, the universalization of a product that is steep in decidedly non-universal customs. So it's a little wordy, but um, I thought that the original fans of these clubs are the ultimate losers here because they lost like the their sacred identity, you know, as, as everything becomes more corporate, uh, you see it, you see it on message boards, you see it on Twitter all the time. It's a constant, constant reminder of the, you know, the hate on American fans, uh, the hate on foreign fans. I think, uh, it's only going to get worse for these, this the original English soccer fans. So that's my, um, not, not going to end well award pulled at halftime, original English soccer fans. God, that was good. Yeah. That was really good. Sweet. I, uh, James and, and and I've been feeling this in in recent years, and and my feeling is just like the further the EPL gets away from a Sunday pub league, yeah, it it, it loses a lot of interest. Where like once VAR is a part of something, and and but not a part of a couple of guys just showing up on Sunday morning hungover to to play some footy, like it kind of loses that connection. Well said. And I think. You know, in the last 30 years, the difference between, you know, the EPL players and the regular everyday man playing on Sunday wasn't that much. Like, they, they made a living out of it, but now it's just astronomically different. Right, yeah. So, I agree with that, that connection. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I mean, pull it half should be whatever Nolan and I say compared to you, because Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, but... Because I took it literally instead of save the world, Jesus Christ, like your response. Um, <laughs> yeah, I took uh, the Blackburn uh, guy, Jack Walker. He, the, it, It's such a cool chapter. You know, he goes nuts. I don't like that my team, Blackburn Rovers, is, you know, second league shit. I'm going to go nuts. He spends a ton of money on Shearer and um, the other guy, uh, Sutton. They win the league on some weird response with a tie, and then he doesn't understand that the best business opportunity of his entire lifetime is not the steel industry that he and his brother built up from his father passing away, but is to actually just keep Blackburn Rovers in the fucking Premier League. And right. instead he just, you know, squanders that for, you know, pennies on the dollar, so to speak. So um, up until James's response, I thought that was a really good one. Um I actually don't feel like participating anymore in this podcast. <laughs> I, I I have to say that was by far the best chapter. Oh, yeah, that was the most so enjoyable. Cool. Uh, yeah, it was early on. It was like chapter six or seven. It was so great. Yeah, I think there's a stretch Very, of those chapters um, where it's like a couple in a row where they just talk about the failed owners and like what yeah. happened. I thought that was yeah. really really those were my favorite. Reading, like yeah. the lost in the woods. These kind of pertain to the book, but we don't. We don't have a lot of filler until it just gets real boring in 2008 kind of thing. So, yeah, I love those so much. Right, right, right. Okay, um, I'm going to give myself the W on that one. Dude, I didn't even go yet. God damn it. Why do I keep doing this? Sorry, Nolan. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, because probably you're scoring the categories. Hey, Nolan, <laughs> say whatever the fuck you want because James already gave himself the W. Go for it, Nolan. Uh, I mean, you're going to win anyways, but... Uh, mine, uh, much like the Everton one, but pulled at halftime is, is Newcastle. Newcastle is a huge yeah. club and were fantastic in the 90s. 
and really I, I don't think they got that much love in the book for for how good they were in the 90s um and then they were kind of just like you know forgotten in the past 20 or so years um so until until very recently where they might get taken over by the worst worst people imaginable but um you know that's recent history i guess but yeah that that's my vote it pulled at halftime is uh newcastle that's such it, a great mention if if james's jesus christ on the cross fucking mention wasn't so good nolan that's very good but uh mother Teresa over here is like well <laughs> when, the, when the bell makes its ring and the angel gets its wings so, spot on mother Teresa. Uh, that's, that's exactly how she sounds in my head so is it right? isn't the christmas story about mother Teresa? I... so uh, i'm just gonna ignore what you just said because i don't, I, don't <laughs> I didn't get that at all um so the opposite of the pulled at half, we have the match ball award. Um, Ryan, why don't you lead us off with that? So that is basically who who won the book. Uh, which is crazy for me because you brought him up as like uh, just a piece of shit in the uh, piece of shit category. Uh, it was Rick Perry, um, who's I, – I thought, you know, now EFL president who went from just this nerdy as shit accountant that just rolled the dice and tried to get in with Premier League club. Um, finds the loopholes that gets the clubs that are able to resign from the original league, negotiates the Sky deal, which is thousands of percents better over what it was before. Um, and then his scribbled notes are basically the constitution of the league. So I thought Rick Perry got the, the match ball. No, no, I, I didn't say that he was evil at all. He, he was the uh, the winner of my Milner Award, man. Yeah, no, not evil. I was just saying, uh, mocking. The Boost Gets Milner Award. Uh, yeah. I like that. Um, for me, mine is just kind of the opposite of the pulled at halftime. Uh, the the winner of the book to me is a, is non British and and world football fans. Um, I mean, we have it so much better than than uh, British fans do. Like the content we can get, the price that we pay for it, and the availability of it. I mean, we can watch any game that we want live, at uh, and we can watch it on replay for a very very small fee. So uh, just it. The EPL is set up as as a world industry, and it definitely uh, benefits non um, English fans more so. Hey, no, so. hey Nolan, do you feel like you and I are going up in the finals of the Oscars against like Meryl Streep right now? <laughs> like, oh, I I made all these categories for you guys to just figure out. Well, he's like meditating, and Buddha is telling him the response from the clouds. Like, this is fucked. You know what? This book sucked dick. How about that? <laughs> Don't. James, you are you are podcasting on top of a soapbox, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Actually, three right. or four soapboxes. <laughs> it's, it's a stack of soapboxes. This is his V for Vendetta podcast. It's weird. You're on your high horse on top of a soapbox. It's quite. <laughs> uh, who who won the book for me was uh, just Manchester, Manchester United, Manchester City. That's good. Yeah. The, 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 the past, the past 30 years, they've absolutely dominated. Like there's been blips of, of Arsenal, great teams and Chelsea, great teams. But I, if you, if you look at just the amount of titles that they won and the amount of just shaken up, those two teams have done in the past 30 years, like they absolutely changed the game in starting in the nineties and, you know, into, into the modern day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's really a, that's one. a great pick. Yeah. And 
and a quarter of the book is about one Manchester team or the other. So you could take it very literally and still be correct there. So that's a really good response. I think. That's true. I'll take that. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Nolan a point on that one. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, I think you're just fucking showboating. Like, you know, you should give it to yourself. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding? I like how this is around the horn. All <laughs> this is a democracy. Great. It's good. Yeah. It, Actually. Exactly. Yeah. Let's just do that forever. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to continue this on to future podcasts, but we'll see how the scoring section works. Um, all right. I kind of so like that's, it. That's kind of like the the um, individual kind of I don't know more heady conversations that we're awards that we've gone through. But actually, no, we got some other content left. Um, I'm just gonna edit that shit out because whatever I just said made no fucking sense. <laughs> it's weird when you're not just reading your soliloquies. It doesn't really make any <laughs> yeah, sense. I know my vamping skills have seriously dropped off since uh, we've been podcasting every week. All right, um, let's go into best quote. I I have a lot of stuff for this, or I had a lot of stuff, and then as I I trimmed it down, there's there's like two pages worth of, of action here for me, but uh, Nolan, why don't you lead us Lord. out? I just uh, put a quote. <laughs> I, I I hate to to punt one more time, but I re- I listened to this on an audiobook, so I didn't I didn't jot down any quotes from any of the book at all, so I can't really participate, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, actually, that's perfect because that leads me into going. Hey, my buddy Nolan is doing a. Uh, audiobook let me try it out i had to reread chapters one through ten because it's just a fucking black hole audiobooks i think nolan's just actually participating because he knows so much about soccer like audiobooks is the same as learning something when you're blackout drunk it doesn't matter it didn't even occur so it is white noise to you it only comes back to your memory when once you're blackout drunk again so right so (laughs) so yodel uh, <laughs> what are we fucking doing? Best quote? Okay. Best gotcha. quote, yeah. Uh, my best quote was, uh, I think the end. Uh, I forget what chapter, but um, it's kind of like a third po- person quote, and it's that's when someone told them that they, which is Chelsea, had just become the first starting eleven without a single British player in a hundred and eleven years of English professional soccer. I believe the year was nineteen ninety seven, maybe ninety eight. Somewhere in there, but it's alluding to uh, the changing of the Premier League due to the money yeah. and uh, what it all brought in. So Nice, nice. Okay. Um, mine is kind of like... I also... Or what? Sorry to cut you off. I also did like that chapter of just like the yeah. incomers, the the internationals in the late 90s, yeah, early 2000s. It, it was my favorite yeah. chapter because I didn't know yeah. any of that shit. It, it, yeah, that was it, great. That was super cool to me. I felt like I was going to the World Cup for the first time again. That was really neat to I really, really enjoyed. There's like two pages where the first time in the book that we met meet um, Arsene Wenger, it's like young, young him is something I never even imagined was a thing. So um, the first time he met him uh, was when he was coaching at AS Monaco in the French league, where he fit neatly into the tradition of the cerebral managers who smoked on the sideline and wanted, wanted nothing more than for their teams to play stylish soccer with the ball on the ground. None of that hoof it long stuff that formerly uh, formed the bulk of every English soccer match. Wenger had particularly impressed Dean by acting out a Midsummer Night's Dream in a game of charades at a London dinner party, which would end up changing the course of Arsenal Football Club. So, just thinking about Arson playing charades. What kind of fucking party is that? What kind of party yeah, is but, that? But I couldn't stop thinking like, about that. Like, what is going on? Through the chapter, they hop back to like what he does at the party. You're like, oh, oh, holy shit, a unicorn? You know, anywho. Like that I, I, that's got to be a cocaine party, right? That's Oh, for sure. Arson okay. just wagging his cigarette just go huh. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, okay, so that was my – that's my my 1A, my 1B favorite quote. It's on the next page. Also, same characters involved. Um, before he could revolutionize English soccer, however, Arsene Wenger had to revolutionize revolutionize lunch. He did away with a few of the club's less productive English traditions, beer, steak, and candy bars. The Tuesday Club, the senior Arsenal players' weekly booze-up, was also canceled. I just like thinking about Arsenal players just eating a bunch of candy bars and then going to get shit-faced on a Tuesday. And, like, that's what the professional athletes of the early 90s were doing. Just just a great thought compared to, like, you watch any soccer documentary now and it's, like, just chicken and rice and, like, cooked by professional chefs for nutrition. So I just thought those two, two lines were... Really awesome. Just, and just very imagine enjoyable. them that next Tuesday where that occurred. Well, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly, it's, exactly. So it's mad. weird that they have like a scheduled like you know everyone goes out at, like on Friday nights or Saturday nights. It's just like yeah, no, we, we go out to the pub every Tuesday night and get absolutely <laughs> shit faced. Like that's those that uh, different time. I know the Tuesday Club. I love it. I love it, man. Really creative name, guys. <laughs> right? I know. Very well-educated soccer players came <laughs> up with that one, for sure. Um, all right, guys. You wanna, what's, what's next? Do you want to do... Um, yeah, first of all, you won that category. So thank give you. yourself a point. Pat myself on the back there. Um, so now we have just a couple more questions left. Um, Ryan, what, do you want to tackle any one of these specifically first? or Let's go with the elephant in the room. I, I, I kind of want to talk about... yeah. What 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 the book didn't address, um, because the the whole book is just like an introduction to the EPL and how it became a, a huge thing all over the world, and I I think the book didn't do justice to a couple of topics, and I would like love to hear your guys' feedback on it. Okay, but number one with a bullet that the author should have mentioned is EA sports fifa and the evolution of the fifa video game worldwide to get people interested not only in the epl but just soccer in general like it's becoming from 1990 to now yeah like there's there's a lot of casual soccer fans that became soccer fans because of the fifa video game because we we, we played a lot of you know sports video games and fifa is Soccer is by far the best, like, to play, is catered towards video games. And I, I think that should have gotten a sentence or a mention in the book of how that influenced the league. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. That is so spot on. I mean, even um, that's that's basically, that's how I got into into footy in general. Not necessarily the Premier League, but that was my, like, yeah, I remember playing FIFA, FIFA 96, the World, World Cup edition. Yeah, like, World Cup. As Brazil, I yeah. I was just going to say that. Every World Cup year brings in so many casual fans. So that's a great mention, Nolan. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, my mine for this one was um financial fair play was like very briefly mentioned. Uh, it was like three paragraphs and it was just uh yeah banging on city. Um I was really hoping to get like a full history of that. I was like it was something I was really excited about because it's something I don't particularly have a great grasp on. So I was hoping that these these guys were gonna explain it to me a bit better. So I thought that was a little missed. Um I kind of wanted just some details so I could continue my conspiracy theories about City and PSG and Chelsea. So they didn't help me out there. Also, I think, um, obviously, this was published before this happened, but uh, looming, the Newcastle, the looming Newcastle purchase could be a very interesting add-on to this in in a year or two. So we'll see how that goes, but. Yeah, it's a good mention. Um, Mine, 
I, I was just surprised they brought up the FA. They brought up the FA Cup, and it was for about a paragraph and about chapter two. And then there's no other mention about all the other things that go on. Granted, it's a league about, or it's a book, excuse me, about the Premier League. But you would think that the little peripherals and tributaries of the Premier League would have been brought up to a greater expanse than compared to, you know, just that that funny little Aston Villa mention we had and things like that. So I was very surprised that some other things corporately were not brought up with how much other yeah. corporate organizations were. That's fair. That's, that's fair. a good shout. I know they didn't even mention the Jack Link's um, beef jerky cup or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, so. that's where <laughs> the whole time I was I was thinking that. <laughs> um, yeah, Nolan, you you, I would, you I would, take that with the EA Sports for sure. Well, can I can Cheers I take can I take that point and and add in just one other thing that I think should have been addressed? Please, yeah, but you don't and get two points. It it kind of goes into you know more internationals are playing in the the Premier League, but there are key international stars that really spread the game out with uh, Chicharito, um, Park on on uh, Man United uh, for South Korea, Sun obviously uh, now for Tottenham, Clint Dempsey on on Fulham and yeah. uh, no. Tottenham, and then all the the Africans of uh, Kanu and the Toure brothers, the Australian and Adebayor, uh, Australia with Cahill. Yeah. Like all of those really, that's what got people into, everyone had a team at that point because you had a star on a particular squad that you rooted for. And a lot of Americans, they liked Everton and they liked Aston Villa because they had uh, Howard and Brad Friedel. Like that was, that was our, those were our guys. And, you know, Chicharito on Man United, like how many Man United fans are coming out of Mexico because of that? Oh uh, my god! Those years, I know. For for those so, listeners that don't know, we live in, in Phoenix, and it's like as soon as they sign Chicharito, it's like, oh my yeah. god, there are Man U Chicharito jerseys all over the place. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, I I think he, the the author should have just spoke a little bit about that on how clubs kind of leverage those those faces, especially in the Asian markets with with Sun. You know, when when my brother was living in South Korea for years. They would in in restaurants and bars. They would only show Spurs games. That was yeah. it. That was the only thing that they showed. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Nolan wins that category. Easy peasy. All right, where do you guys want to go? We have a couple, couple just a few more questions. How, dude, how how did you guys become, become fans? fans? That's fun. Yeah. How how did we become fans? Because we're we're Americans. We didn't shoot. We weren't born into this. Right. Right. You know, yeah. some well, some of us played some cool. footy. What's really cool is one of the chapters in the book is much like how James became a fan. I thought that was really cool to read. And like, oh, that's that's exactly how my friend became a fan of so and so clubs. So. Oh, there's literally yeah, there's like yeah. there's a page where it's like oh, and this is the page that James yeah. became a Man City fan. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. um, so that for for me was in was the Robinho signing. Um, so yeah. as I just mentioned, like I was a I was a, a footy fan on an international level, and I played FIFA all the fucking time, and I played as Brazil because Brazil is the fucking shit. So when I um, became friends with with you guys and with some of my other buddies in college that were following the Premier League, I just kind of looked around for players that I knew, and uh, Man City had just signed Robinho, so that was it for me. Followed them it. ever yeah. since. So, Nolan, what about you? Uh, the I I think I started following Liverpool a little bit earlier than you guys. Um, but yeah, it was just Stevie G. I just saw Stevie G for the first time, and I'm like, that's my dude. 
And and I started, and I'm like, that's my team. That's kind of all she wrote after that. And that was like 2004, 2005-ish. And, and that time, you know, I mean, reading about the book of just like the broadcasting rights and stuff like that, it was uh, really impossible for, for me to watch consistent games. So you would just get a game every once in a while right, and yeah. kind of watched it. And, and, you know, that was my team. That was it. It's kind of weird how that happens. You just kind of pick a player and pick a team and like you, you're, you're kind of set, which is kind of fun, I guess. I know. It would have been if I had started watching like a few years after I did, I would 1000% be a Spurs fan. Guaranteed. Yeah, easy. And now they're yeah. my they're the, yeah, my least favorite team in the entire world. So <laughs> funny how things happen. Hell yeah. What about you, Ryan? Um, been playing soccer my whole life. Uh, whatever in high school, the whole varsity squad was uh, Man U fans. And I knew that I hated being part of the crowd. So I chose some blue jerseys and that ended up being Everton. I never watched them ever. Once I started watching the Premier League was when I lived in Tucson and, you know, friends with these guys, our tennis times. Uh, Everton was horrible to watch. It was so boring. And I saw how Still much are. fun <laughs> that uh, Nolan was having celebrating how spectacular Liverpool looked on the screen. So after he sprinted into the middle of the street, uh, cigarette in mouth, screaming, I forgot what the fuck the goal was. But I used to remember this. It was actually a decent story. But now I just blew it on a podcast. Anyways, after that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to support Liverpool. So that's my lame oh. as fuck Liverpool story. But Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Ryan, Thank exactly you. the game. Thank you. Um, it was Liverpool versus Fulham when Liverpool finished second uh, to, to Man U. Um, with Rafa Benitez, and it was UC Benayoun scoring in uh, in extra time or in injury time to to win it one zero, and yeah, ran down the street. Yep, <laughs> secret in mouth. Yeah, Benayoun was just such a cool guy to root for. He was just silky smooth. He had there's obviously the whole uh, racism thing against him, and he still just kept beating on I, I fucking loved him loved that he, guy so much and and yeah he was the best looking guy on the team <laughs> <laughs> no that's that is incorrect he's an ugly motherfucker also i think i just was attracted to the fact that 4 a.m kickoffs is it's like okay yeah um i can get up and i can have a beer at 4 a.m and it's college right. it's like, <laughs> okay, that, that was okay. cool for us. that was the the pbr cigarette Maybe bagel. Maybe you're not eating until noon or until we go to Bobo's crowd. Maybe I went to sleep 45 so minutes ago. Fun. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Those were good times. Oh, yeah. It, going to bed going, man, no one's going to wake me up in an hour, 15 minutes. I got to get this shut eye in. Like that's <laughs> the regardless of where our stories came from, where I think, well, at least for me, obviously, where I became a true obsessive fan of EPL was when we all watched nolan play his first or at least the first season to us of him doing um uh fantasy and oh, that, that's yeah. that's when it was like oh i'm all in i already know soccer formations blah 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 great 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 how is how can i get addicted to this though so that that was that, also a, a moment in time where that would that'd be another fun. chapter in the book for sure in, in later years of just like the evolution of fantasy soccer should we write that book should we co-write that yeah book? let's do it that sounds great um, yeah. How many how many chapters are we going to have about dildos? About 7 million people will start <laughs> it, and then only like 2 million people will finish it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I think that's a that's pretty good for no, our first good. attempt at this. 
Um, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good wrap. Everybody, please go read this book. It it is absolutely awesome. There's yeah, I, no I, that's the chapters. final final question. Would you guys it's read this again? Really good. Yes or no? And would you recommend? Who would you recommend this book to? Ideally, I would recommend this to anyone that has an interest in sport and the evolution of something that has a very revolutionary kind of tale to it. So. Even I, th- I think like even a history buff would like this, even if you hate sports. So I, I thought it was a good book through and through. So I definitely recommend this to absolutely anyone. Nolan, what about I you? Think, yeah, I think there is some interesting like sliding glass doors moments um, of just like what could have happened and which TV rights got into the hands of, of certain people. And, and, you know, that could be boring to some, but if you're interested in business and the, the way that like things, you know, happen, uh, it is kind of, kind of interesting. I, unless you don't know that much about the EPL, I wouldn't recommend it. If, if you just became a fan in the last five years, then I would definitely recommend it because there are some cool chapters, not only in the nineties, but like when they were talking about the late two thousands champions league yeah, yeah. games, I was like, fuck dude like bring me back to that time where the epl were they had like all four teams in the quarterfinals every single year jose Mourinho, like in chelsea just like at its height rafa benitez doing really really well arson wenger's uh arsenal and and sir alex's man united like that was some great years um for champions league and and yeah there's some just like cool cool moments to read about but if you've been a fan for, you know, over 15 years, probably skip it, I'd say. I think I, I concur with both of you guys on that one. Uh, at least uh, the business perspective was really interesting for me because it's something I, I had, like, zero knowledge about. It's just, um, it's not something that they talk about, really, in the American coverage of the Premier League that I've, in my personal experience. So that was really interesting. I enjoyed that. Um, I think I'm going to recommend this to my dad because he falls right into that that category of, like, just recently starting to watch the Premier League but doesn't really know what it's about. Um, but, yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I won't it's not going to be a book that i reread unless they make some um add some additions to it or something like that but yeah it was good i um i liked it um i think that wraps it we are going to continue to do this um i think (laughs) we don't have our next book yet but we will uh post on twitter for anyone that uh wants to maybe read the book beforehand um and we're going to go through the same same kind of sections and categories and take it from there guys any final last words now, I'm just glad that we're hanging out I know. such a long period of time. I know. It's good to good to hear your voices and to see your faces, except for Ryan, who doesn't have a webcam. But maybe that'll be fixed by next time. So, um, Yeah, I also don't have a face. <laughs> <laughs> you ever think about that? Um, definitely, if you guys have any any feedback on this pod, we're, we're definitely going to be tweaking the format a little bit and et cetera. But um, we'd love to hear it. You can get us at Twitter at 4PointHit or at draw no bet pod um let us know guys it was fun talk soon thank you cheers cheers, cheers. cheers.